KZSU News Update for Wednesday, October 28th. Here's KZSU political reporter Annika Bereni in conversation with Allison Teokin on California's Proposition 22. Recently, you wrote an article that was anti-Prop 22, which is on the California ballot this November. So for context, can you give a quick rundown of just what Prop 22 is? Yeah, so Prop 22 is trying to exempt app-based transportation delivery companies from providing employee benefits to drivers. And this has all been like building up from California Assembly Bill 5, which became law like back in October of 2019. And that was pretty much ruling that most um, independent contractors are actually workers. And that means that they deserve like labor protections, And that includes sick leave, like compensation benefits and minimum wage laws. And because of that, like um, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart and Postmates, they have put up like a record amount of funding to combat um, this AB5 ruling with Prop 22, because if... um, if they're forced to comply and classify their drivers as employees, they're actually going to have to pay like hundreds of millions of dollars in back pay and lost benefits and also unemployed, unpaid unemployment insurance. So I think it's like $413 million of back pay in addition to like the set, like hundreds of millions that they save each year by not treating their uh, drivers as workers. So what are some of the most like misleading claims or like inaccuracies that the Yes on 22 campaign has been peddling? I think the the first thing was how um, Uber and Lyft are relying really heavily on like these claims that a ton of drivers support um, working part time hours, being independent contractors and going for Prop 22. And The main issue with these claims is that they come from pretty biased or like inaccurate studies. So one of those studies was conducted from this like blogger who is a supporter of Rideshare and was conducted via email. And the other one was in app from Uber, where it's very unclear like to drivers who are asked about this survey, like what the consequences are if they do vote no. Um, it's not, it's not clear if there's going to be retaliation in some way if they don't support it. And we've also seen like other companies, I believe Instacart, have actually uh, forced the shoppers to put materials supporting Prop 22 into like the bags that they delivered to people. So kind of using uh, these gig workers as, um, what is it, as engines for this campaign when they don't really know exactly like what it entails. And then when you go into the contents of Prop 22, so there's a really good study um, by the Partnership for Working Families and the National Employment Law Project. And they kind of took the super broad or unclear claims in Prop 22 and um, showed people what that would look like in real life. And that was Allison Teoking with Annika Bereni, part two of our conversation at the same time tomorrow. In other news, Stanford reported three new cases of COVID-19 for the week of October 19th. Building 420 has been stripped of its Jordan Hall signage along with a statue of Louis Agassiz.
A reminder that 24-hour ballot drop boxes in Palo Alto are located at Mitchell Park and Rinconada Libraries, Palo Alto High School, and King Plaza at City Hall. Two more attempted early morning break-ins in Palo Alto have been reported, the first on Channing Avenue and another on South Court. The Latino population in Santa Clara County is coming together to demand more COVID-19 testing resources for their communities. An overloaded generator running in the Oakland Hills during PG&E's power shutoff sparked an explosion and fire on Tuesday morning. And PG&E says everyone affected in the recent PSPS should have power completely restored by Wednesday at noon. Contra Costa, Marin, San Mateo, and Santa Cruz counties have all been moved into the orange tier, with only Solano County left in the red and Sonoma County in the purple. Chilly mornings, but mild highs in the 60s, 70s, and 80s under sunny skies. I'm Ken Durr, KZSU News.